This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Zoll Medical and Zoll EMS and Fire. Engine 1, Engine 4, Truck 2, Truck 10, Ambulance 82, Battalion 2, Fire 1020 North Main, help is on the way. I'm 55, though. <laughs> <laughs> well... Where'd we leave off? Uh, you're only uh, my, my, you're only a couple years older than my, Vince. My um, my first couple of days in Gary. How old oh, do you, yes. how, wait, hold on. How, how old do you think Vince was? Oh, we got to play this game. Twenty nine. <laughs> you were right. very close. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right. That's, you're so handsome. <laughs> hey, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about yourself? <laughs> It's not how this works. Oh, oh I'm, not how this I'm, works, Ron. I'm new to this. I have yeah, no idea. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> well, Ron was just, while you were away, Steve, peeing, because you got the bladder of a child. Uh, <laughs> or a 55-year-old man. Either, Indeed. Yeah, right. I just need you guys to be somewhere in the middle, for the love of God. <laughs> all right? I'm trying to do a podcast here. <laughs> He gets assigned is, to a truck. Listen, hold on, stop. You oh, do geez. a firefighter podcast. This is like trying to fucking wrangle cats and bathe them, okay? <laughs> while, while, while spinning plates. Yeah, there you go. You would think that, I mean, how many episodes? We got 40-something uh, episodes? No, we're more than that. We're fucking really? other, yeah. Oh, there you go. Ron's right. on a truck. Well, he gets assigned to a truck. And Gary? And Gary, but you don't go to the truck and you don't learn the truck. You go to that house and you do engine ops first. You have to learn how to be an engine. Oh, so the so reason you have the, to learn how to be time, a real the one time that somebody's given shout out to engine ops you and you the, leave. Yeah, them. yeah. You uh, have to be a real firefighter for a little bit, and then you can go well, be a firefighter helper. Yeah. I get it. Cool. Yeah. Well, no one, no one joins the fire department to be on the truck. Everyone joins it to spray the water. Like everyone, Thank right? You. There's, there's, yeah. Kalaga, turn it off right now. Turn off this podcast. <laughs> right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so how how long? And if they go on runs, he's on the engine. Hell yeah! yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. Yep. So how long does this go on before you actually go to where you're actually assigned? So, well, I, I'm not 100 percent sure how long it took, but so the deal was. So there's a very arbitrary, and I don't know how it is with you guys, but there's a very arbitrary um, reason to assign people to different officers. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's always a crapshoot, you know, coming out of the academy, who are you going to send to who? Like, sure. uh, guys weak, do we send them to a good officer well, and make the good officer mad? These are, the, <laughs> these are the days of the randomizer, my friend. Yeah, well, that, right. Randomizer is not that a in, bad in idea. Really. Yeah, so... So, there were some guys that were assigned to my firehouse uh, in the previous class, which was only a year before, that were uh, less than stellar, should I say. And so, they thought that they sent them to these two really good officers, they'd make them better. And so, they had a year of, like, this misery. So, <laughs> they said, we'll send you a guy that graduated at the top of the class or whatever, and when I say the top of the class, it's not, this isn't anything formal or anything like that. I'm not patting myself on the back. I, there was a ton of I, my I loved everybody in my class. They were awesome. They were and Grady's one of them. How many guys in your class? Twenty. So, um, and and really good guys. All the guys that are left still from that class, I, I love them. They're great, great firemen. Um, 
So I just ended up with the best score. So they're like, well, we'll, we'll send you, you know, we're, we're sorry about those last two. We'll send you the guy at the top. And I, I didn't live up to it. I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't, I didn't live up to that hype. So um, two officers that I had were phenomenal. Um, you know, if you talk to Grady again, he'll tell you about Big Joe. He was a lieutenant. And um, So you went to a lieutenant shift? No. So, it, well, okay. So... <laughs> So we have a, a captain is assigned to every station, every shift. The lieutenants are assigned to the truck and the squad. And so the, it, they're the junior officer in the house. So every shift has a captain. It's, I don't like it, but, I mean, it is what it is. I'm like, I don't have a choice because I try to change it. When I made captain, I'm like, hey, can we have two lieutenants here so I can tell them what to do? <laughs> 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 so... Um, and it wasn't that way, but I mean, we just had a good guy that needed to be in a spot. Anyway, so, um, so the lieutenant that was there rode the truck, and he was a really, really good guy. He's a really old school, you know, no mask, smoking a cigarette, you know, in the in the building, um, and everything that went with that too, you know, um, whatever. So, and but really, really good fireman like really into the job you know into the job off duty so I had really good guys but um so I was there and you know like if the senior man was was off we always acted up so the the engineer would act up to the lieutenant spot senior fireman would act up and drive and then you know and I'd move over the truck and so like the reason that I wanted to be on the truck so bad because 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 I was the rookie I always had to l- open the door for the truck and then let it down. And then when they came back, I had to open the door and let them come back in. <laughs> so I was like, this is stupid. They're coming back and they're smelling like smoke. And all we're doing is going down to, you know, engine five, filling in. So eventually, you know, through seniority guys leaving, getting promoted and stuff, I, I ended up on the truck. And that was where I really wanted to be. I, that was, um, you know, that's where I rode. The squad was there for a while uh, when I was riding and, um, it was just the busiest, busiest. It's still the busiest engine in the city for fires. Um, there's, there's other engines that go to more alarms, but for fires, it's, that's where it's at still. Did you get any fires while you're on the engine there? Has a, oh has yeah. A oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Tell us about that, that first one. So that the got. first one. So, I, uh, so we listened to the radio all the time. So especially back then it was just, the radio was just, how open. many months at this, at this point you got on? Oh, when you went to your first one? Not very many. Like okay. weeks. Like okay. A couple of weeks, I think. Maybe. You, didn't, you didn't have to wait for an engineer to no, get the, there? No, the first... No, <laughs> no, I didn't. And I didn't worry about the officer bailing on me either. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> so, um, the first the first day I was there, they sent... We had a rubbish fire. Just rubbish in the, in the alley. So, um, I think maybe... I think it was maybe like the third or fourth shift... We had, uh, and, and we, nothing all day. And so the dispatcher sets off the EMS tone and says, so like it was, we only have two sets of tones. So like the one tone beep, you know, beep, 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 that's EMS. And then the two tone high, low is fire. So they set off the EMS tone and they said house on fire. And we were basically first due. And I was like, I was up making coffee, you know, mopping the kitchen or whatever. I was like, oh, 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 that's us. So no one gets up because it was the EMS tone. So I 
go in a bunker and like flip on the lights. I'm like, hey man, we got a fire. And so the, the driver, the driver from the engine said, I didn't hear anything. Are you sure? I said, I swear to God, they said house on fire. It's us. It better be a fire or you're <laughs> gonna get in trouble. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm just telling you what they said. So we get in the rig, pull up, it's a two and a half story going throughout both exposures just sailing. So now this EMS <laughs> run that you're getting toned out is just yeah. roaring. Yeah, it's, it's a roar. It's a ripper. Yeah, the whole block is on fire, bro. <laughs> so when we pulled out, I said, see, I told you. <laughs> I told you. There's nothing better yeah, there's nothing than else. being right. Yep. And, and now so, you have a, a, a truck proby on the engine, <laughs> day three, yep. and he's at a rager. Yeah. Okay, so do, the, in your department, is it your procedure that they'll put you right on the nozzle? Um, like where, where do they put you on, on your first fire? Where does the officer want you so that, was, that you can learn? So and, I was on the hydrant. Um, they I put you on the hydrant? the hydrant, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the first fire, because we were riding four at the time. Did we go over how many on the rig? You said four. No, no we're riding, at the time, we were riding four. On right, at the time, four. Gotcha. Yep. Four, everything, citywide, everything. So the junior man would get the hydrant, and then, you know. And then what, you're supposed to catch up with the officer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So um, we got there. I mean, again, it was, I mean, you know, like you could see the thing from almost almost when we pulled out. So I, I got the hydrant, no big deal. Ended up mopping up, you know. Sun was coming up. We're up on the like this, you know, in the attic on the second floor with the roof burnt out. Sun's coming up. So, uh, and that was it. Stayed pretty consistent. We were, you know, you know, it was busy. It's, you know, everyone wants to be busy, right? Everyone's like, oh, we're busy, busy. Um, but you know, for fires, man, we we did a pretty good job. Back back then, I, yeah. a friend of mine who uh, I'll give a shout out to Steve Hilk, great oh, guy, love love him. that guy. I do. Hello, Stephen. I, I, I asked him. <laughs> I said uh, when he had gotten hired in Gary after you know several weeks or whatever. I said, "What's it like work?" Because I hadn't been hired at a career department yet. I said, what, "What's it like working at Gary as in a career department?" He goes, "When I do the inventory, I do the fucking inventory because I know we're getting something." And I'm gonna use it. Yeah, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. it's not that's not true everywhere. You know, no, I know, no, I know. no. yep. And that's... I don't, I don't want to talk. I'm not talking bad about anybody. I, I, and I'm the first one to say a fireman's a fireman wherever you go. But it, he made it very clear to me that the inventory is done with a fine tooth comb because you know you're gonna use it. Yeah, it's it's happening. Yeah, you walk in that day and you're like, it's not. It's it's what hour of the day, you know? It's not if, it's when. Yeah. Is is Gary still like? I mean, I know that in the heyday of Gary, that, that you were burning all the time. Is mm-hmm. it still like that today? No, it's not like it was. It's it's not. I mean, nothing. No place is like it was. Yeah. Uh, city of Chicago, New York City, you know, South Bronx is not like it was. Uh, but there's still a ton of vacants, and there's still a ton of people that. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's really hard to put into words. Like if you, if you didn't, if you never lived there, like 
you don't really know what it's like. You can't get out of there. And, and you Gary, can't escape. There's Gary no escape. Was like the home of the steel mills, and it was very it was industrial. A boom town. It was a boom town. And everyone went there shopping. And, everyone. And then when yes. it went to shit, the it, beaches. It, it went to shit. Yep. The beaches yep. were, yeah. Yep. And so we might as well, we might as well go there. So I tell everybody, <laughs> you know, everyone that says, you know, well, what happened to Gary? What was the problem? And it, it was like no holds barred, bro. It was racism. Really? Racism. So um, they, during the migra- Great Migration, the slaves came up from the South, former slaves and, and descendants of slaves came from the South to work in the industrial areas. And they were re- uh, relegated to certain areas of the city, certain jobs. And so they, um, you know, they were, they were treated poorly. They're, you know, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, you know, e- either in the government, in the city, you know, housing, redlining, all that stuff. Um, and then, and they had, like, so my firehouse right now is where all the black guys had to work. They had to work there, and they couldn't go south of where the expressway is now, but back then there was no expressway there, right? So they couldn't go south. They would watch the engines go to fires in the white neighborhoods, and they wouldn't go. What? So then when, in 1969, when the first black mayor was elected in Gary in Cleveland at the same, the same election cycle, um, they... You know, they basically, and I, I, I'm not going to say they, they took over, but, like, they just, they made it right for them. They, you know, they put their, their people in good positions, and they stopped that whole, you have to work here, you have to work there. Um, and then all the white people in the city are like, I don't want a black mayor. I don't want a black fire chief. I don't want a black uh, police chief. I don't want black cops telling me what to do. I'm going to move out. So they moved out. And then, like, when... Uh, city of Gary tried to annex areas that were not cities. They the state stopped it. They're like, oh, you know, we don't really want black people doing stuff like that. <laughs> and it, you know, a lot of people. And again, a lot of people look like me. Downplay that whole you know systemic racism, but it's true. You know, it's like you know you can't you can't learn how to swim if they close the pool. Is is Gary right. is Gary still predominantly black? Yeah, it's about ninety percent. I think ninety percent. Wow, yeah. the department's about ninety percent black as well. Is it really? Yeah, the whole time I've been there, it's been. That's one of the things that I've been very proud of is um, we don't need or in the past we didn't need um, associations to be recognized because, um, like everybody was like for the most part when I came on the job, there was no one. There was no white people above the rank of captain. Like my captain was white when I first got assigned, and like there was no battalion chiefs that were white, no division chiefs, no deputy chiefs, no chiefs. Um, so I was I was always very proud of the fact that we didn't need that. You know, there wasn't a lot of that racism stuff that goes on. Places. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Sports and Ortho. Today we have Dahlia from Sports and Ortho. Hi, Dahlia. Hey, Vince. How are you doing? Welcome back. It's been a while. We wanted to talk about uh, a couple things here before we get started on the podcast. Number one, uh, 
You have a new location? We do. We have our Saganash location. So all you Northsiders, you have a new place for rehab and ortho. There are eight locations across the Chicagoland area. So if you go to sportsandortho.net, you can find your location that's close to you. And one of the other things, speaking of locations, if you're a city employee and you get hurt, you have the option to request sports and ortho when you're being assigned some physical therapy, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can always choose us. We're on the city plan. So, um, you know, if you want to come to us, we are happy to see you. Yeah, you're not you're not locked into whoever they send you to. You can always make a request to go to a better facility if you'd like. And Sports and Ortho is a good alternative. We think so. You stay where you were assigned and you were on the engine for a while. How was it going? Now they said, okay, you're proficient on the engine. Now go, now go back. Said that. <laughs> nobody, nobody <laughs> shared that information. With I don't know. I just yeah. like, yeah. I just nobody. fell into the it. The guy like, who you kicked off said, I, I'm, I need to come back. Yeah. So it's like, I think a guy got promoted to engineer and left. And then there was, so I was on the truck. And so the good thing, you know, it's like, like, um, Steve said, I knew, and I, I have like, like calendars and stuff that I'd keep track of stuff, you know, fires and stuff that we went to. And I knew that if I was on a truck, I knew if I was on truck four, I was going to go to a fire. I was going to go to a fire almost every shift without fail. I thought you were assigned to truck seven. Did I, did I mess that up? <laughs> you messed that up. Oh, I've never been. Well, I was assigned to truck seven just for a minute, but okay. that was it. I think that was a glitch in the system. I don't know what <laughs> glitch in the matrix. That's what will. we'll call it. That's just trouble. I got in trouble. It's fine. You got in trouble on Chuck Seven? No, I got in trouble. Something you want to talk about? No. Why'd you get in trouble at Chuck Seven? No, he got in trouble at the other place, and they and sent him to Chuck Seven <laughs> temporarily. Yeah. A little slap yeah, on the know, ass. To straighten him out? Yeah. Straighten him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. so, yeah go so out I'm to picking the, up what you're putting down Go out there. to the beach. You'll be fine when you come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I actually, to tell you the truth, I hurt my. I was taking a, a fan out. I was checking the truck, truck one. I was checking the truck out, and I took the fan out, and I pinched something in my back, and I went off sick until they got it figured out. They ended up burning the nerve out. I came back to work, and I was working side job construction, right? So I was building a deck, and uh, I stepped on a loose board and broke three ribs, fell down in the mud, whatever. So when I came back to work, the chief said, you know, you're abusing the sick leave policy. Uh, You're floating. I actually got assigned to our tanker. A tanker burn up in the city garage fire. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no rig. Like I was just, and I relieved a couple different places while I was there. I actually made a rescue, a ladder rescue. <laughs> I was riding the back of the squad as an engineer and made a ladder rescue at one of the projects. <laughs> Pretty funny. Well, let's hear it. Well, that's, that's about it. All right, like, cool. All right. No, no. Sweet. No, I was, I was, I was hey, everybody, the, that's Ron from Gary. I was riding the back fire. end. That's awesome. I was riding the back end of the squad because the guy was off. And I was floating around. So um, it was in the projects, and they were having a hard time forcing entry on the door because, you know, it's fortified, right? Yeah. So, um, so they're like, one of the guys, one of the, I think he's a lieutenant. He said, hey, go get a ladder. So I was like, oh, I'll go get a ladder. So I'm carrying the roof ladder back, actually. And as I'm walking down the sidewalk, I see a – the, the screen gets punched out and an arm comes out and like heavy smoke is coming out above it. So I was like, I'll be with you guys in a second. I'm what, <laughs> and all you have is, and what floor did you see the or two? 
Just and you get a, and you get a ten foot roof ladder? No, no, a roof ladder, fourteen footer. Okay. okay. So I could get to. I I got up there. So I, I said, I'll be with you in a second. I just I put it up there, and I grabbed his arm, and I was trying to pull him out. He didn't have a shirt on, so I'm trying to pull him out on the ladder, and somebody, luckily, someone saw me struggling, so they put another extension ladder next to me, and we were able to get him out onto the ladder just from, from the outside. Like, it wasn't heroic at all. I was, I was totally outside. Jonathan would enjoy that. I was hit, <laughs> hitting hard from the yard, brother. <laughs> I don't know if that one qualifies for. Uh, I don't either, but you know, no, I mean, I wasn't, no. I wasn't in immediate danger rescuing. Which, this what's civilian. amazing is nobody sat there and just watched him struggle try and pull a person right. out of the window. They had the for, <laughs> foresight to, you know, what I should to throw go. another ladder. Yeah, let me go get yeah. another ladder and do. Yeah. All right, so cool. So you're you got assigned to a ghost tanker. Yep. And uh, you, you make your way back to to. Uh, Where's my ghost tanker? Well, actually, don't fucking threaten me with a good time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I told that story. We were at FDIC. I told this story to these old timers from Boston. They're like, "Oh, we have a we have a guy that got a son. There, we have a fire station that's out on an island in Boston Harbor, and this guy got in trouble and he got assigned there. It's the greatest. So, like every time I saw those guys, like, "Hey, Tanker Nine, what's up, brother?" <laughs> Imagine but, that job, Tanker uh, on an island. Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't a tanker. There was no apparatus in Boston Harbor. It's there was no, firehouse? it was a firehouse, and the guy just went there like every well, day. I want that job. Well, what's the I don't really want that job. You don't want that job. I really don't want that no job. Wants that job. But when I go to bed in the morning, I want that You want that job, job really bad. <laughs> yeah, right. When you get off work and you go to bed, spend, yeah. sleep the whole day. No, so, uh, so I have to, there is a story that I have to tell while I was still there. Um, so, uh, we, it was January 17th, uh, 2001. And I tell the story when I teach the class, the, the class that I do a lot is, um, I talk about how I was completely invincible. Right. So up to this point, nothing bad has ever happened. Um, it's good, good, good company. You good. Had one of your nerves burnt. Well, that, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's the place. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Aside, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't feel it. It's still fine. <laughs> so, um, uh, so we had a, a guy that just got out of the academy. Like, I think he may have gotten out in December, November. And uh, we had a fire in these abandoned um, apartments. And he was surprised that we were still going on in on these vacant houses and whatever. So anyway, uh, January 17, 2001. It's shift changes 0700, right? So, um, right at 0700, we get a call for a house fire right on the block. Uh, it's actually two blocks down and half a block up. So, we get out first. The truck gets out first. We get there. Force, force the first door. It's a a duplex. It's a, a house that was split into two apartments. So we force open the first floor apartment and, or the second, we force the door for the stairs. And um, right after we force it, the engine comes in behind us and they go up the stairs and the captain's like, hey, it's not up there. Don't go up there. But they just kept going. So we force the door on the first floor. We get in there. It's hot, black. I mean, black. He said, uh, I forgot my flashlight. I said, I got mine, Cap. He said, turn it on. I said, well, yeah, it's on. 
It's on. <laughs> so no, it's it's been a, on. It's, yeah, been, it's been on the whole time. So I had to stick it up to my face, and I was like, "Yeah, it's on." And he's like, "We got to get out of here." So and it was like hot, and I was. It was funny because I I ended up in this weight bench. There was like dumbbells, and there was a, a bench, and I didn't know what it was because it lights out, right? So I'm feeling it, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's a dumbbell," you know. Maybe I should work out more. And like my my ears are burning. Like I'm at, I'm on the floor. It's hot. Lights out. So he said, We gotta go. I said, Okay, so I just you know, we were doing a left hand search and I just put my right hand on the wall and I follow him out. Close the door and as I'm closing the door, there's like this like crude oil smoke just coming out halfway up the door. How how far did you push in? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't <laughs> you know, smoke. Smoke tells a different story. Right, right, right. <laughs> it seemed like we were, you know, a mile and a half in there. But we were probably like 10, three, three feet. Like three, maybe yeah. four feet. Yeah, that wasn't very far. So come out, close the door. We go through the gangway, and the, the window breaks out, and the curtains come out. He's like, you think anybody's up there? I was like, I don't know. You know, uh, so we get to the back, and there's exterior stairs. So we take the exterior stairs up, mask back up, go in, uh, just a, you know, there's a, uh, it's converted. So there's like this little area of water heater and furnace. I get in there real quick. There's nothing in there. I keep going. So I get in the kitchen. Same thing. You know, it's converted. So it's real narrow. Some cabinets. So by that time, the captain's got his mask on. He comes in. So I go out to the next room and I see there's a, come to a door and there's fire coming out from under the door. I was like, well, nobody's in there, you know. They were in there before they're dead, I, and, and I have to hurry. That's that's bad. That's, right. That's bad. So I get to the next door, and it's kind of open. So I push my way in, and there was I could tell there was something behind it. So I push in, you know, like, and I'm on the ground looking around. And I see clothes and stuff, and I see clothes hanging up. And I look behind the door, and there's nothing there, but there's, you know, like a – it's a real narrow room, like a walk-in closet, turns out. So there's nothing behind the door, so – I get, go over to the other side, and I see the reflective trim from somebody's tank. And I was like, so this is right at shift change, right directly at shift change. You see somebody's tank in front of you? Like you're, you're where you're not expecting yeah, a tank yeah, to be? Yeah, so I see the reflective stripe. So, you know, it's got the patch on it. Sure. It says Gary, yeah. you know. So I was like, that's weird. And so it's right at shift change. So I was like, who, you know. Who would, who would take their tank off in this smoke? This is crazy. You know, just some tough guy that wants to take a feed, you and know. Who, be, who beat you in front? Yeah, who's in of front of me? Because like, right. you know, a lot's gone down yeah, yeah. at this point, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I'm not, like, I'm not, like, this is not linear thinking. This is just, right. like, you know. You're like, oh, fuck, this is, what is this? Yeah, yeah this is it's a fairly serious fire, right? So, so I grabbed the tank, and I was like, I'll just take it out front, you know. And I grab it. And it's really heavy. So I was like, like pulling on it. And uh, as I'm pulling on it, my flashlight, I see the guy's name. It says N. Jones. I was like, oh, shit, it's, it's Nate. Oh, my God. You know, he's attached to the tank. So I'm pulling. He's a big dude. He's like 6'4", like ripped. He's just out of the academy. Like, Fuck. Right out of the academy, like two months maybe. So at the time, we're still wearing hip boots, and it's a, on a wooden floor. So I slip, and he falls on top of me. And so I was like. I was like, come on, Nate, man. You got to help me get you out of here, man. We got to get you out of here. Didn't have his mask on. So I push him off, and I stand up. And as soon as I stand up, my flashlight shines on the lieutenant's name tag, who's laying underneath him. 
was like, what holy shit, how many people are in here? This is crazy. So I start pulling on him, and he's like, at the time, 50 was old. but So like he's like 50-year-old dude with diabetes. He's a big dude, you know. So And he just got promoted to lieutenant. So I'm pulling on him. I take my hand and I break out the little window. It's a little window. Do you guys have radios or no? I had one. Okay, just ask. And I, I, and I, I actually yeah. and I actually touched it, and I was like, "Wait a second! If I say if I say something, everyone's going to come in this closet. Like it's little." Okay, all right. So I was like, and I was thinking about that. That's one of the things that I remember thinking clearly. Like, uh, you're, yeah, I want it, help, but do I want help? You're also right in the air and of I, radios, no radios. Yeah, you know. And I yelled at the captain. And the funny thing about that is, I said, "See, I was doing that. I was talking." <laughs> so I told the captain, I said, I got a man down. And he told me later, he said, I thought you were talking about a civilian. So he's like, I'll oh. be there in a second. <laughs> so he's clearing windows out. So I take the window out in the closet and I look out and the room next to me is like, like square fire. It's like shooting straight out. I was like, well, that's it. This is it. I'm taking, taking these two dead bodies out of this closet and I'm going to die here. And it's, it really didn't bother me. Like I wasn't, I wasn't panicking. I wasn't scared. I wasn't mad. I wasn't nothing. Like I was like, oh, well, it is what it is. <laughs> and that was one of the things that I thought was, you know, thinking back after you had the a job. Of clarity. Yeah, it's like, well, it is what it is. I'm not. I never thought about leaving them there. You know, right. you know, I thought they were dead. So, um. He comes over. So I, I look out the window, and it's just like, there, I did it again. So I'm looking out the window, and it's just like fire just pushing out in the room next door. So he comes over. The captain comes over. He's, he's like, what the fuck? He takes his mask off. I don't know why he took his mask off. It's just, you know, it's one to of those things. To yell at you. Yeah. yeah, to yell at somebody. <laughs> so he sticks his head out the window and calls for a ladder. So I, got, I, I picked Nate back up, and um, when I picked him up, his tank came off. Like, his tank came off like it was a banana peel. I mean, like, shoot. He, he didn't have just, his waist strap on? No, he did. He did. No, he's, a, he's a rookie. He's got everything. All cinch up, chest strap, everything. We Where I'm going to say so, chest strap, everything. I just take it right off of him. So. Well, that's I, fun. So I'm, yeah, I'm standing there holding the tank. I was like, what should I do? <laughs> so I throw the tank down, and I grab his coat. I'm pulling him over to the door, and his coat comes off, too. My coat comes off easy, like. And it was zipped all the way up. It's like, shoot, comes right off. So I hear somebody in the hall. I'm like, you got to get him out of here right now. Take him out. Take him out. So I hand him off, and then I start working with the, the, with the captain on the lieutenant, trying to get the lieutenant out the window because they got a ladder up by now. And so it was funny because I kept, every time I looked back, Nate's, I could still see Nate's boots. I was like, why is he still here? What are you guys doing? Come on. Stop, stop messing around. Get him out of here. How many guys you got with you now at this point? At that get... point, there's a lot of people. Uh, so me and so the captain, me and the captain are in the in the closet, and then there's a couple guys outside. Grady's one of the guys that was outside. Uh, Tony Buckroff was out there as well, um, but I don't know where they were. I don't know exactly. I just know that I handed him out in the hallway, and he was just there for so long. But now, knowing what I know now. He was probably only there for a second or two. It was just, I just kept looking back. Yeah. And that time compression turned that into, you know, what seemed like minutes. So eventually they take him out. We get the lieutenant out the window. Uh, they, they both live, but it was, uh, the doctor said the lieutenant probably had about another minute in that environment. Well, how did they get where they were? They, they went up this, like I said, we forced the door. They went 
They went past us. And then they were hitting visible fire, I guess, because there was four of them. There was another guy that was that was with – he ended up on the line at the end. Um, oh, they're the ones that ignored you – ignored yeah. your captain when he said it's not there. It's not upstairs, They yeah. went up the stairs. Yeah. Okay. So – they what uh, what I think and no one they didn't at, at the time they didn't remember anything so when we talked to them afterwards they didn't remember anything at all they remember coming to work that's it and so then after a couple of years you know many years go by they start remembering stuff they're making stuff up in their head so and, and not to their fault it's just how your brain works you know so um they I think what happened was they may have. They may have not had their tank on all the way, and they overbreathed that, and so they pulled. It's all speculation because no one knows. Like they were right, there right. in the in the dark, and no one knew what was going on, and whatever. It's, and, and, and it just, wasn't it wasn't like I was doing anything heroic. I was just doing my job. I was just we were just trying to do a search, you know, and just happened upon them. It wasn't anything spectacular. Where are those guys today? Still uh, so, on the job? Nope. So uh, the lieutenant retired as a battalion chief. Um, the fireman. His wife uh, <laughs> lobbied the chief to get him out at Sevens at the beach, and he went out there for a while, and he ended up leaving. Um, he had a contract doing grass. Like, he, he, he cut grass. And he's, uh, he's, he's doing okay. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it wasn't I – mean, he I stayed on the job for a while, but. Must have been a, that, that must have been a hard time for him that transition from going to that, going back on the job and then having to like yeah. deal with that. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't like he wanted to be a fireman his whole life. It was just, you know, he took a job and uh, just ended up in a bad spot. Luck of the draw, I guess. I mean, dang, they didn't, I would, I would never say that they did something wrong. Yeah. You know, they were probably trying to do the right thing. And like, if you, if you went back, we went back and looked at it. And so like the floor where, where they were, pulled away from the wall about three and a half inches because the room next door burned out. It was the bathroom tub went in the first floor. Um, but the, so the closet that they went in, there was a hutch and then the, the door to the stairs. So they came out of the door of the stairs. They went back to the wall. They went in the first door. They thought it was did a couple of laps, passed out, took their mask off, whatever. Dang. And then you found them. Mm-hmm. Dang. And this, in when this happened, this is still early in your career, right? Mm-hmm. This is when you're on the truck. Yep. Dang. Yep. Oh one, January seventeenth of oh one. So that's why I tell everybody. It's like up until two thousand one was a big year for me, man. We, <laughs> things changed. <laughs> I thought I was Superman until you know, until all that stuff happened, and like you know, no one, no matter how much you know or how much you study, like. Bad things can put, still happen. Put things kind of in perspective for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. How, how long were you on the truck for then? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's really blurry. Like I I went there. Um, I went, my first day in the station was May twenty eighth, uh, ninety nine, and so that was January two thousand one. So I was on the truck almost all the time. Okay. Then they're just blowing you up, huh? Yeah, it's still blowing yeah, up. Yeah, still blowing up. Dang, one post. Just so people who are listening know, those pauses. Steve made a post already on social media, and his <laughs> like iWatch has just been going crazy. 
it's just the uh, almost as crazy as the whiskey. The nice, the nice men that I that I yeah. teach with. He said, right, I, he said some guy from Canada told him to go fuck himself already. <laughs> so. Shout out to Canada. <laughs> he said he said his exact words go were ahead, read 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 the read the message from he Canada. Said, what does what does Canada our neighbors said, to the north? What do they have to say? His name's Andrew. Andrew. He said. Stop interrupting the podcast, If that stash could talk, it would cough. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) All right, what other other truck stories you got for us, Ron? Oh, man. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. It's, um, so... Is is that your most harrowing time in the the fire department? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, um... I had a couple other close calls and stuff, but I mean, like seeing those one that guys you, that you that you were on personally. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Give us one yeah. of those. Uh, yeah, I gotta yeah. Do it again. Is it? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's a new record, Brian. Um, wow. I don't know, man. Again, fifty-five <laughs> years old. I don't even know how much. And it's a long trip too. Yeah. Huh? It is a long trip. Is there any way you can? I'm not this, gonna lie. This you gotta, gotta go, go in the review. Jesus Christ! This is going in the review. Yeah. <laughs> the restroom is too far away. <laughs> we're working on that. We have we have something don't in the works. We're getting there. We'll be right back. This episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is also brought to you by Tim Ryan, a local 2753 guy with Remax Properties Northwest. Yeah, uh, 2753, he's uh, he's one of our local guys um, up here by uh, Northwest Side, uh, Northwest Side. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we talked about before, you know, we always like to, we always like the idea like having, you know, having a fireman, having one of our guys that can uh, kind of lead us down the right path. And um, from what I hear about Tim Ryan, Mediocre fireman. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal realtor. realtor. Oh, my God. Phenomenal realtor. This guy. <laughs> but you know what? He's paying his dues, so you can't argue with the guy. So God bless. Thank you, Tim, for your service. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> if uh, you guys want to find Tim, where do we find him, Vince? Give a call, 773-578-2464, or... Yeah, make sure to check him out. You can you can also email him at tryanrealestate at gmail.com. That's an easy one. And closed with Tim at um, OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. At, at, that's Instagram. That's the Instagram handle, right? I, I don't know Instagram very well. So yeah. let's go with it. Try Instagram first. Yeah. If you can't find him on that with that handle, right. then go to OnlyFans. Yeah, don't. Don't try OnlyFans. <laughs> <Don't. you know? laughs> and Tim, you are a terrific fireman. <laughs> terrific. And if you need a terrific fireman, you can call him at 773-578-2464. Tim will take the stress out of buying and selling properties. You're not going to get a salesperson. You're going to get uh, somebody who understands you as a first responder, somebody who's been there. It's not about the, the money with Tim. He yeah. sincerely wants to take care of uh, our community and take care of you guys. Yeah. So look we, him we've up. We've talked about him before, uh, or we've talked about before, like, you know, Tim Tim is the kind of guy, when we, when we talked to him on the phone, like, his highest priority was taking care of first responders. So, you know, if, I mean, you can obviously call him if you're not a first responder, but if you are, make sure if you're in the business of, of selling a place or buying a place coming up soon with this market, um, he, you know, we know that he'll take care of you because he, he took care of us very well. Yep. Tim Ryan, Remax Properties Northwest.
we go. Epic rant. Can we hit the record button? There you go. For now. Well, before we were interrupted by both your damn bladders. Yeah. You were gonna tell us about your uh, near miss, miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, close call, we'll, close yeah. call. Uh, Getting uh, licked by the dragon. Yep. So who said um, that? That's my new thing. No, it's his thing. You never who heard it? Did, didn't that come up in a previous episode? Yeah. By yeah. The... It, it cracks Corey up. Oh, because he hated it so much. <laughs> no, he does. <laughs> you were like licked by the dragon. He loves and that. Like, Don't fucking say no, that. Not true. Day. No. All right. <laughs> he told me to use it every. Use podcast. it every day. Every day. <laughs> so. To our Chicago's Bravest Stories universe out there, uh, if you guys remember the episode where Vince uses the phrase licked by the dragon, go ahead and post it on our wall. Post it on our wall. (laughs) We'll send you out something. Call in. Right. (laughs) Go ahead, caller. (laughs) Licked by the dragon story. It's not that kind of of show, Ron. Ron, for God's sakes, it doesn't work that way. I forgot. Listen, I'm new to this. Wait, hold on. Ron, are you a college football guy? Not really. All right, Never cool. Really. Pro right. football. Right. Pro football. Pro football. Yeah, I like pro football. If you were to pick not the Bears, because I like pro football. <laughs> oh, he's just salty. Oh, he's from Bears, Indiana. He's, he's just Indiana. salty. The Bears didn't make the move to Gary, Indiana, like they were gonna twenty something no, years ago. No, I don't know if you remember. Uh, the Colts beat the Bears in the Super Bowl. You remember that? You remember that? No. Thank God for no. Devin Hester. If you were to pick a college team, yeah, who would it be? Notre Dame, of course. Fuck. Huh. No, listen, no. I, I, <laughs> Fuck it, what I, a stupid bro, asshole. We've this shit. Bro, I have a video of me kicking a field goal at Notre Dame's practice field. All right, fair enough, fair enough. You want to see it? You know, hey, do you know the guys from the Notre Dame Fire Department? Uh, Yeah, a couple. I mean, oh. not like really close, but oh, okay. I met a couple the of them. The training like, officer? You know the training officer? No, who is okay. it? We'll talk later. Is it? <laughs> he's, he's trying to bring us out there. Or he has been. And then the pandemic happened and all the nuns yeah. died. We were oh, all yeah, excited on. for oh. to going out there having a sleepover. We were having a sleepover party at Notre Dame. At the firehouse? Yeah. yeah I slept on the couch there one time and it was during the day because I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> after, after a game? Because after a game? No, it was during a game. It oh, was you didn't make it to the game? Because I was drinking moonshine with my buddy from oh. Purdue Fire. I was hoping you would pick Purdue. The missus is a Purdue alumni. Oh, so I don't really, I don't, I'm not really affiliated other than, you know, I just like Notre Dame, you know, history. And plus, I kicked yeah. the field goal, so. Okay. Did you make it? Yeah. Did it go through? Really? Yeah. I got Stop a video. it. I got no, a video. the fuck you did not. I got a video. I, I want that video, and I'm posting it on social media. Hold on. I'm pulling it up. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> if I nailed a field goal at a college stadium, it would be my favorite video. It's not, it's, no, it's not a stadium. It's oh, at the okay. practice The facility. practice field. Oh, that's but why you still made it through. Yeah, yeah watch it. Yeah. For you guys at uh, listening, that's you? Oh, yep. Oh, look at that. <laughs> okay, we're, we're still going to post we it for all of you guys. Yeah, post <laughs> well, I'll post it. That's fine. now that we've seen that, and we're off the rails. Yeah, we yeah, so my job is to get us back on track. You're you were telling us job. about your uh, close call. Oh yeah, close call. So, uh, so I had I had two that I can relay uh, because one of them was pretty funny. So, um, the uh, the first one I was I had a detail to engine ten, and so uh, when we got short when we were riding four, they we could ride three. Uh, so the fourth guy would typically go on a detail. And so I was fairly new on the job still. I took a detail to engine 10 and, uh, the officer was working overtime. He's a battalion chief, like 
in his last days, and he was uh, working overtime, acting as a captain. So we get this firing a taxpayer. There's um, there's a flower shop, record store, beauty salon, and then I think the other one was vacant. And what makes it? What makes a taxpayer a taxpayer? Oh, apartments above. Boom. Yeah. So apartments above. So we get there on the where the we're supposed to be the first engine, but we get there as the second engine, and I I get hydrant because this place is going pretty good by the time we get there. It's a lot of smoke, so I get this hydrant, and then this hydrant apparently has not been used since it's been in service. I mean, like I'm <laughs> I'm leaning on the on the wrench just trying to get this thing open. So I finally get it open, and I'm pretty much smoked by the time I get get the hydrant open and get back down to the rig, get my air tank, go up. And so my captain, acting captain, is out in the street talking to the battalion chief. So I was like, what do you want me to do? He said, well, go find engine five. So I follow their line. I go upstairs, and they're coming down. They're like, we can't find it, but we think it's up here. So I get up there. I'm by myself. And so, again, for, especially for the listeners and especially for anybody that works in a big city, um, we do a lot of stuff by ourselves. It's not, it's not right, but it's just the way things work. So I'm upstairs. I'm on the line by myself. I try to pull it farther forward because I can't see anything. I just just smoke, whatever. So I get it as far as I can, and I actually I can't see anything. So, like, I hook my foot on the nozzle, and I'm reaching out as far as I can, and I still nothing. So I go back to the nozzle and take, pull my glove back, and I'm holding it up. You know, I, I eventually end up standing up, and there, it's not hot. So I was like, it can't be up here. So I go back. I take the nozzle down. I go back down the stairs. I was like, it's not up there. And they said, no, it's in the flower shop. So, okay, so we take the, you know, captain from Engine 5 and his firefighter and me. We go in the flower shop. We're crawling around, and we think we see it in the back. So we get to the back, and what it is is the, uh, the flower case with the fluorescent lights. <laughs> so, like, that's not it. So we continue crawling around. And we get to a floor vent that's just issuing, like, blowtorch fire. Like, oh, it's in the basement. It's in the basement. Get out. Get out. So we go outside, and they're trying to find the basement stairs. They can't find them. Um, one of the guys one of the guys from my company is complaining. He's like, "Who, who's on the first engine? I'm like, me? He's like, where's your officer? I was like, <laughs> you know, it's the battalion chief over there. So, um they're like, oh, the, the, the fire's over there, but the floor's sagging. I'm like, wait a second. You want me to go down the stairs, get under the floor that's sagging, and put this fire out by myself? I said, nah, I don't think so. So it ends up going defensive. The roof comes in. They, they end up burning up a saw, whatever. So um, I'm standing on the street, and one of the chiefs says, hey, we should send somebody next door to see if it's it's extended. So I was like, oh, I'm your guy. So I just I take off. I don't like... I don't tell anybody. I just go over there. So I go up the stairs, hook a little bit of the ceiling. There's nothing. So I go out, go into the next room, hook the ceiling. I get like a, like a, maybe about a four by four hole in the ceiling in the party wall. And there's nothing. And then there's like this big, like clap. And all this black smoke comes out of the hole. So I drop down on my knees, try to put my mask on. And I had, you know, I used it for the whole fire. So there's really not much left. So I'm like breathing it and it's, I'm on bells already. As soon as I turn it on, I'm on bells. 
So I'm trying to find my way out. So what was it? A ceiling came down or a wall came down? No, the, the building next door collapsed and then pushed all the oh, okay. all the smoke and byproducts, whatever. So so I'm trying to find my way out. I ended up actually going towards the back of the house. And um, uh, so my, my air runs out. I start sucking it into my face. So I take it off. I put my helmet back on. And I got a halog and I'm swinging it around trying to find my way out. I ended up under this table. And um, it's, you know, again, it's what I perceived was like this giant table. It seemed like it was like, you know, 20 feet long and there's 100 chairs there. And it's just like, I'm under the table and there's chair legs everywhere. Like everywhere I swing, it's just like, that's no way out. So I'm taking a beat and I'm exhausted, taking on a bunch of smoke. I can feel the, um, like soot in my teeth, you know, it's crunchy. And so I was like, well, I was, I'll take a break. So I laid down on the floor, put my head on my arm. And I remember my, my helmet, I could hear my helmet rocking back and forth. And I was like, you know, uh, somebody will come and get me. <laughs> I know, I know somebody's going to come and get me. It's going to be fine. And then I was, and I thought a little bit more and I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to come and get me. I don't know if anybody even knows I'm up here. And when you were laying there, your bells didn't go off or anything like that? It was probably going off. I don't yeah. I have no, I, I think it may have I mean, already you were, stopped. You were just beyond exhausted. Like yeah. for you to t- decide to lay down and yeah. take a nap yeah. right then yep. and there, you're, you're out of gas. Yeah. And I was, wow. and I probably had CO, and I probably yeah. don't remember exactly what was going on, but um, I just remember laying there, just like totally exhausted, and like you know, black soot coming out of my nose and my mustache and stuff. And I was like, uh, "Yeah, this is it," you know. Um, and then I thought about, well, um, you know, who's gonna go tell my girlfriend, my wife now, but my girlfriend at the time I was like, who's gonna go tell her, you know? Um, maybe is that. That dumbass deputy this is, chief this is that we going had. through your head as you're yeah. laying underneath this. Yeah. 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 So then I was like, oh, shit, she's going to have to tell my daughter. Because my daughter was like, you know, like 12 or 13 years old at the time. And I was like, oh, man, she's going to have to tell my daughter. My, you know, I've been telling my, I've been telling everybody in my family, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm that guy. I'm the guy, man. Nothing ever, you know, you can't beat me. I know everything about fire. Everything's good. <laughs> I'm a hero, you know. And they're gonna, they're all gonna be let down because they're gonna, you know, find out that I'm not that guy. <laughs> it's funny, it's shit that goes through your head. But, and so I was like, you know, I don't want to put her through that. So I was like, well, I'll, uh, maybe I'll try a little bit, one more, one more shot, give it another shot. So I just, I pushed forward, I swung my halligan, it didn't hit anything, so I just dove in that direction, and I ended up out on a, um, a back porch, and so. I was laying there for a while. It's like my head. What was were the throbbing. conditions on the porch? Uh, Much better. Yeah, clear. <laughs> really, you were yeah. so you were only a couple feet away from salvation, huh? Yeah, but Dang. I didn't. I had no idea. I, I had no idea where. And I you was. almost died, like yeah. five feet yeah. from the doorway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn! How many times have we heard that story, Steve? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's all from guys just like Ron. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So. I laid there for a long time. Like my head was throbbing. I was like, man, this is stupid. I can't believe it. I can't believe that I almost did that to myself. And then, you know, to my family too. And then the, the chief of training came up and uh, he's like, what are you doing? I said, uh, I kind of changed my bottle. Like, and I never, <laughs> I just, I literally didn't tell anybody that story for so long. Cause I was embarrassed. Like yeah. I did the, I mean, everything, everything that caused me 
grief, I did to myself. Like I, I totally, I brought all that on myself. I could have changed my bottle at any time. I could have told somebody. I could take somebody with me. I could have, you know, whatever. And so I was just so embarrassed. I never told it. But I mean, it's a huge lesson to learn. Like, <laughs> don't don't do dumb stuff, and dumb stuff won't happen to you. I mean, yeah. it it can still happen to you, but you know, don't do stuff like that. Dang, you were. I mean, you were one. Halligan length away from <laughs> safety, and you you were going to just call it quits right there and right underneath that table. Yeah, and, I, and that's one of the things that I, because um, like when I talk about writ and stuff, I always ask, you know, would you would you give up? And everyone's like, no, I would never give up. Like, but would you give up in a hypoxic yeah, state? You're going to give up, like being like, poisoned by carbon monoxide. People don't freeze to death on Mount Everest because they stop walking. Like, right? Yeah. They stop. They, I mean, because they, they, you know, they stop walking. That's why they freeze. So, uh, you give up. Like, you're gonna give up. Everyone's got a point where they give up. Like, but, and that's one of the things that I try to relay to people is like, if you think about giving up, like, don't. One more shot. Give it another shot. Think about think about something that's going to get you out. Like, are your kids going to get you out? Because it's, it's probably not, you know, at that point you're training, you know. If you a, didn't have your now wife or your daughter, you think you would have just laid there? I don't know. I don't know. I'd hate to think. I'd hate to say yes, but you maybe. Or, or would you have found something else? Yeah, maybe it was something else. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, like my car or my. My dirt bike or something, well, you know. Like I would have thought that you would like fight just to save your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't. I, I could wasn't see your mustache dragging you out. Yeah, just <laughs> being dragged up by your. Mustache. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe his my mustache, mustache said, was like. No. His mustache goes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, kid. What are you doing? Get right here. Pick Let's up your go. helmet, kid. Yeah, pick up your helmet, kid. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we're so stupid oh my goodness and now you and now like when you're doing uh training and stuff like that you you tell these guys that story right yeah i think yeah. i would imagine that'd be a pretty important story to yeah. relate to yeah. guys getting in um and speaking of that how do you make your way down to because you said that this was something that you always wanted to do you always wanted mm -hmm. to be in in training yep. and and influencing the you know, newer members of the fire service. How'd, how'd you get into that? So my... And are we, are we talking about IFSI? No, well, well, we could talk about IFSI too. Um, so, no, it, I mean, it started way before that. So um, my when I went through the academy for the combo job, uh, for the actually for the volunteer side of the combo job, um, I... I did end up teaching ropes and knots because I was, I did like rock climbing, like bouldering and uh, some mountaineering. So Ron is like an onion. <laughs> We're just peeling back layers. Peeling Steve? Back layers. There's okay. lots of layers. There yeah. are. Is this, he a riddle wrapped up? Is he an enigma? He's an enigma. Wrapped in a riddle. Yes. Edward enigma. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, so I, I, I knew about ropes and knots before I went to the Academy. So I ended up, you know, like, and it was, and actually that was, um, I think that the guy, and I, I credit the guy 
a ton. The guy, the guy was a huge inspiration to me, Barry Kunkel. He was the assistant chief at the time, but um, I think he kind of threw me under the bus. He's like, eh, you know so much about these ropes. Why don't you show everybody else? <laughs> you fell for that? <laughs> yeah. You fell yeah. for the oldest trick did, in the book? I did, I did, I did. Come on, Ron. I did. No, no. It happens. You know, I, got, I have an ego too, bro. I'm not going to, I'm not... He Vince played right living, into it. I'm not Vince without is living his ego right now. So I'm not without an ego. <laughs> so um, then, like I said, uh, my buddy's dad was an instructor, so I always wanted to be an instructor. And then, um, and I always, I tell people this all the time. Um, you should start like with your peers, and then you know move up to your department, and then move up to your region, and then maybe your state and then you know then from there but like you can't you can't start at the national level like um some people, people, people try, try. To, yeah people, people rush try. it yeah yeah and we and i get if that you're instagram famous if you've made yourself instagram famous <laughs> you can go teach anywhere the fuck you want ron that's true you can okay so um the and I, I get this a lot, and I, not, not, I'm not faulting these guys at all. But there's guys that go through the academy at IFSI that, oh, hey man, my next class is going to be instructor. It's like, wait a second, you shouldn't be teaching. And I, and I and other than the ropes, I didn't teach, you know, for a long time. I, you know, um, I, I honestly think that you that's something that you should work your way into. Like, whatever your path is to get there. Uh, follow that, but you just can't, like, one day you just can't be an instructor. You're not going to be – it's it's just – it's so hard to be good. And, um, and you know, you can actually know a lot of stuff, and, like, the guys just don't even like you. Like, that's just <laughs> – <laughs> it happens. Well, that's um, one thing about IFSI is they really – Vet their instructors. There. Wait, which yes. IFSI are we talking about? Does Indiana have a fire service? No, no. No, this is Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't you say, like – Yes. You, yes, you're getting quality instructors down there, and you know when you got a guy like Tim Walsh, who was a guest on this podcast. You listen to that podcast, you know that you're getting quality training. Yeah, but yeah. T- did Tim Walsh ever let Ron kick a fucking field goal down Tim, at U of I? Tim Tim Walsh would have <laughs> tackled him. I would be willing to he bet never made that, that goal. Tim could make it happen. Tim, <laughs> Tim, you know what? Let's, Tim, if you're listening, let's have Tim Walsh kick a Tim. field goal for charity. How about this, Tim well, Walsh? Versus Ron Smith in a field goal kicking contest down at the University of Illinois for the hundred club for the hundred raising club. money for I'm the in. I'm Tim Walsh. I know you listen to this podcast. Are you up for the challenge? We're going to raise money for the hundred club. Get your get warmed up. <laughs> hey, listen, get them I, legs I'm, warmed up, and, Tim. I'm going to tell you again. If someone can make it happen, Tim can make it. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to wear a uniform. Can I, Tim, can you, you give me some pants? You're not. We can't have you on a on that stage without a uniform. Oh, oh my god! I don't think so either. Jeez, who's blowing you up now? No, it's, uh, it's a group. Not a good one. No, it's a, no, it's a it's different a, group. It's, no, it's a group. It's fine. Oh, fine. <laughs> All right. Well, so which do you enjoy more? You enjoy instructing or uh, being on a truck? I'm not going to say engine because Steve's here. Oh, yeah, well, I'm on, a, I'm on an engine now, but um, oh, it's a long story. It's and it's a good story too. Um, I, I mean, if I had to choose between, sure, I would. I'd be on the rig. Yeah, I'd be on the rig. Yeah. On the engine, he yeah, said. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, the engine, he said. He said rig. 
you said, Andrew. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. Um, again, no one joined the no one joined the fire department to cut roofs. No one. Uh, well, Brian, the hose. Brian uh, I know you turned it back on, but now it's time to turn it back off. <laughs> Hit pause, Brian. <laughs> so, uh, how long until you took that officer seat? Uh, well, so I was. Let's see. I got, I got promoted to driver in engineer in oh five. You, dr- so you drove it like you drove it like you stole it. Yep. So six I'm years of job. Looking, I know. I've only been with you for two hours, Ron. <laughs> Tell him. Yep. It's not a race, but, but I'm gonna win anyway. But it's a fucking race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a very good engineer right now. So. Um, I love them. We so for for our job promotion is sixty percent seniority. Okay, so 60%. even if, I yeah. love it. So even if you do well on the on the test, uh, you just gotta wait your turn. So uh, the 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 jump from firefighter to engineer was pretty quick. Like I said, I, I'm pretty good at taking tests. I remember stuff. It's not like I'm I'm not smarter than anybody else, but like I remember stuff, and I like it's like a steel trap. So when I learned something, I remember it. So um, I did pretty well on the test, uh, and I got promoted to chauffeur. And I, luckily, I traded a guy. Uh, I was supposed to go to Engine Ten, but I traded my classmate, and I stayed at Truck One. So I drove. A, I drove a truck for the, the vast majority of my driving career. So Do you guys call your drivers chauffeurs both on the engine and the no truck? engineer on on both. Okay. Engineer, it's a rank. So Oh wow. So even, the truck driver is a rank. Yep. Do you and are the trucks pumpless? No, they have pumps. They have pumps. Yep. So you have to is that like because it has a pump, you have to have an engineer or no? No, it's just because it's just because you're the driver. Okay. That you have All to right. be an engineer. That's the, that's I mean the rules, but um the I've engineer, only heard that term chauffeur uh like New York yeah. uses that term, yeah. right? Yeah. And our yeah. thing is is if it's got a pump yeah, and and it's not because of that. I mean, they the reason that we have pumps on our trucks is because we buy demos. Like, <laughs> it's an emergency purchase, so we we yeah. buy demos. It's Gary, Indiana. Yeah, you guys are yeah. rubbing pennies together. So yeah, so and that's like um, when when uh, when the Nielsens were on here, Scott said that we're we're a uh, uh, engine centric department. It's and then that's not really true. Um, we are because uh, because. The trucks are in a single house now, so um, because they had a pump, they were able to disband the engine, and then you know, so those guys sometimes really, the, they, the, they'll they'll trade the engine for a truck with the pump. Well, because now it's a Quint. Yeah, it's a Quint. And yep. to the bean counters down at City Hall, it counts. They, they go, hey, you got a pump yep. on it. You got four firemen. Two can do the roof, and two can fucking pull the hose. That's yeah, so but ridiculous. we don't have four, and so right. Well, yep. I, yeah, but you know. The the story you're telling isn't uh, different than anywhere, and there, right. there's plenty of places out there in the country that their population is not their demographics and their population doesn't look anything like Gary Indiana's, and they still operate like Gary Indiana Gary Indiana does. Well, since we're on that topic, what year did you guys go through that that whole phase where the city was just trying to cut your Manning like down to the minimum? It was how, uh, how far down did you guys go? Oh, we before we, you guys had to. Were you guys going to go on strike or something like that? Uh, we were. 
I mean, you it you got can't, it got bad for a while, right? You can strike, right? But you um, guys, you guys, you guys were trying to protect your jobs, and you guys were making some some yeah. like some waves. Yeah, and so there was there was a couple guys. Um, I don't remember how many guys, but there were a couple guys that got laid off four different times. Got laid off, brought back, laid off, brought back, and so a couple of those guys left. But and then um, the we had a contract for four on everything, and uh, the mayor contested it because um, uh, because it's a right to work state. So we didn't have a lot of rights, and um, so he he won, saying that the the contract because it wasn't signed, it wasn't signed by you guys. No, by them. <laughs> Like we just wanted to, Jeez. yeah. See, so, Vince's mind is being blown right now. Yeah, so <laughs> like, mine is not. So typically, you would think that there would be like an evergreen policy, like until we negotiate another contract, we'll just go back to this one. But the problem was that he took the mayor took it to court and he won. And they're like, oh, you know, you guys don't have a contract. This contract is is expired. See, in Illinois, we call that status quo. Really? Because whatever your contract was before it expired, that's how you operate. Nothing can get nothing can get worse, nothing can get better. Status quo. But in right to work states, we don't you don't have that luxury. Once your contract is over, you're basically you got nothing. Yep, and they wouldn't renegotiate, so it's like uh, the judge sided with him and so we went we dropped immediately dropped down to three, like overtime was Non-existent. They laid people off. Whatever. And I don't remember all the years that all that was going on, but because um, I kind of checked out for a couple of years, man. I was yeah. I was a little upset, but um, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I was I was still into it when I wasn't at work, but <laughs> at work I was not into it. Dang. I was not. I just checked out. And then, um, what 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 got you guys over the hump? What what eventually? Put just, you guys back just, in just through attrition. Just common sense? Yeah, no, just through attrition, we got rid of so many people that, you know, we just didn't have a choice. Like, you know, everyone's, uh, I mean, all the stations that are closed are closed. The companies that are browned out, they're browned out. We just got, you know, we're, we're maintaining where we're at. I mean, we're way below what we're budgeted for, but, you know, budgeted for and actual, actually having money for is, you know, sometimes two different things. Right, right. So uh, we're just, we're struggling along like you know saturday is going to be tough there's a lot of guys that are off a lot of young guys that are off so a lot of old guys are going back to the ambulance dang guys with time on going back yeah to the lots ambulance. of time yeah like lots of time yeah 15 years on average how long does it take for you to get bumped off the ambulance I don't know, man. That's that's kind of new. That started in 2013. Because it, it did seem like you had to go through that, no, that I didn't. process. No, no, I, I did not. Uh, 2013 is when they started the whole firefighter on the ambulance thing. Yeah. Uh, that was We had an outside chief, and she uh, got rid of. And, and I, I believe that it was the mayor's agenda, really. I mean, again, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not involved in politics, but um, she got rid of uh, all the civilian EMTs. Kept the civilian paramedics. You guys had, uh, what, like a contract for EMS over there? Or that what? I'm not familiar with. Uh, it's, well, it was, um, they were city third, employees. Third-party third EMS? No, they were city employees, but they were not s- civil service 
sworn civil service members. Like to be in the fire department, you have to be sworn in by the civil service, and they were not. They were, and they were in a different union. They weren't in our union. They were. Were, in were they were they stationed in your yeah, firehouses? In the firehouses, yeah, with okay. with Gary ambulances. Okay. City how did, how did how were they received by the career firefighters? Oh, everybody that? loved them. I mean, yeah. uh, they did a good job, and they didn't call us for a lot of stuff. It was funny because we never went like <laughs> they. They would never call us. They never ever. got. They never got assist companies <laughs> for most runs. Nope, nope. Wow. And now we still we don't we don't typically do that whole EMS first response thing, um, like most people do. We we don't we we don't. So you know we're not going on everything. And they'll even ask, like sometimes they'll say, Hey, this looks like a cardiac arrest. You want an engine? I'm like, uh, let's let's check it out. <laughs> <laughs> what are these guys from the West Side? I, li- I like them. <laughs> they ain't from the West Side. <laughs> the the whole Gary Indiana is the West Side. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild wild west, yeah. I tell you. Well, so you know, before we wrap this up, uh there's uh, no there's no wrapping we're not, up. We're not we're not we're not gonna wrap this it up. It's just us concluding or attempting to include attempting attempting is going to be a good word but uh <laughs> we're short one today and we want to make sure bef- just because we don't so we don't forget because this has to be a good one oh this is going to be a good one I, I, your entire time on the job i'm, I'm just going to say gary's probably got to take the cake on this one I, i'm i got my fingers crossed man the biggest... Ron, you've, you've listened to this podcast before, right? Yeah. Firehouse prank or jag <laughs> that you're allowed to share. So, um, there's been... So, there's been companies that do that. Uh, I haven't... Like, when in Gary, I haven't been a part of Are you much. Ki- are you kidding what? me? No. You... No, no. We... So I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. But well, why don't you just say it on the air, and I will cross my fingers and promise to edit it out. Okay. So <laughs> we don't. Um, someone asked me one time because so my buddies in Fort Wayne they're huge pranksters, and I could tell you a ton of their stories, but I don't want to tell their stories. But um, they're like, "Hey, you guys do that?" I'm like, "We really don't. There's not a lot of pranks going on." And they're like, "Why not?" I said, I think because uh, murder. Like, I think someone <laughs> would kill you. Like, <laughs> there's not a lot. There's a you know little bit. You know, like you know some jabs here and there. But like, and there's been crews that had this you know this whole prank men- mentality. Uh, but for the most part, man, there's not not a lot. You like, guys are all like, business out there, huh? Yeah, Dang. yeah, pretty much. I mean, maybe somebody maybe somebody will tell you something different, but. I mean, for the most part, maybe nobody just wanted to mess with you. N- now that I'm an officer, man, I just I I'm, I exit. Like I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go the other way. I no, think you should start instigating shit. No, 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 Ryan, I can't. No, you no, cannot I'm out. Cap- you can't captain the pirate ship yeah, unless yeah, you're a pirate right. too. No, no, you can. You like, hey, you guys have a good time. I'm gonna be in Goodbye. my room. <laughs> Goodbye. I have no idea what All you're right, doing. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> It's plausible liability. I don't want to. You I haven't been involved in anything when you're it, it uh, your volunteer either. Oh yeah, I had a really good one. Oh, really God. good. Right. I knew uh, there was something in there. Yeah, There's yeah, something in the tank. So, so we would have. Um, so I was the, at the time I was the ranking officer, right? So, 
we had a, a group of kids that were, <laughs> that were coming in for a prevention program. And so me and my buddy, my buddy's working part-time, and he's a big prankster too. So um, we, I, I, I think I'm pretty sure that I concocted it on my own, but he just helped me. But So we, took, we had a rescue dummy. So we had uh, like one portion of the station was just like a single story. And we had right outside the window of the, of the lounge, there was an a, uh, antenna tower. So we took, we took our rescue dummy up on the first floor. And so we, so the rescue dummy's up on the roof and the kids come in with their, with the teachers and stuff. And I came in, I was like, Hey, welcome. You know, this guy's going to take you through the thing and uh, we're going to be outside (laughs) working and stuff, you know? So I told the guy that was (laughs) a fairly new guy. I said, Hey, we're going to be working on the antenna tower (laughs) while you guys do this. (laughs) So, so. I, I climb up the, like, they, they could see me climbing up the window, right out the window. So I climb up the antenna tower and I go, we had a ladder on the other side. So I go down the ladder and I go under the window and he goes up there and he shoves the dummy off the roof. And I yell like, oh, like, and the dummy hits and I stand up. I'm like, I'm okay, kids. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those kids are still traumatized over there. <laughs> And luckily, the department is defunct now. There's no department there. I can't get in trouble for that. I would, I would have just laid on the ground and just like had these kids come out and be like, ah. Well, ah. if they would have came out, they would have saw the dummy. <laughs> we had to get rid of the dummy somehow. But I just, I jumped up and I was like, the window was open. I'm like, I'm fine, kids. <laughs> I had grass in my hair and stuff. I had hair back then too. Uh, well, you know what? One of the one of the other things I wanted to ask, you do these um, training seconds. What? What? <laughs> yeah, am I getting the name right? Yeah. Training seconds. Yeah. What? Tell us a little bit about that. Wait, with fire engineering? Hey, hey no, no, hey. <laughs> We're not allowed to say it. No, yeah, you can't say it. Oh. I think somebody will like rappel out of the ceiling and punch me in the face. So oh, they're training minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're yeah. training minutes. Yeah. 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 He's fire training engineering seconds. training minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, I like round better anyways, so... so <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, I... Um, and we didn't really talk about the whole instruction thing, but, like, um, uh, I've just had the luxury of being around, like, fire service giants. I mean, absolute giants. And, you know, um, like I said, I used to flip to the back page to see who where the guys were from and there was a school in indiana and i was like oh this looks interesting you know it's truck truck work you know and we have a tower ladder so i flipped in the back and it was the instructor was ray hoff from chicago i was like oh this guy's got it you know chicago come on they invented fire with a cow they had a cow <laughs> and then they had fire <laughs> They got to know what they're doing. They don't fucking, don't doing. be telling any Chicago fireman that they invented fire with a cow. Oh, that's my favorite joke. Uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah. You think I, no, I didn't come up with that today. That I've been using that for years. They invented fire with a cow. And then uh, the guys from New York are like, that's nothing. We'll put it on an upper floor. <laughs> so, so I went to his class, and uh, he invited me to ride with him. And I, I you know, got to know him. And then... Um, by accident, I got to know uh, Bob Hoff because uh, one day I was riding in Engine 18 and Ray was off and Bob was working, filling in at the 4th Battalion. 
and he took me down to the fire alarm office. That's a long story, but um, so just like just these guys that um, like true mentors, um, you know, teaching uh, Ray McCormick um, is one of my he's one of my best friends. He's um, <clears throat> one of the guys that really has helped me. I I said it one time. There's no one's helped me more in my fire service career other than my mom, you know, by, by birthing me, you know? Um, and he invited me to FDIC, just a lot of stuff, but that, um, being able to have those guys that are mentors that, that, that I really look up to and, and have, you know, push me in the direction that I'm, that I'm going, um, is it means the world to me means the absolute world to me. Uh, uh, and I try to tell them all the time, too. I don't want you to accidentally pass away without me telling you that, you know, you, you really helped me. So, because, um, I mean, like I said, that that's uh, the guy that got me started. Ended up t- succumbing to cancer, you know, job-related cancer. And, you know, before he passed, I was able to convey to him that he really, he really, like for, for real, Tom Lorraine, um, if if I wouldn't have went down this path, I was going down the other path. I wasn't, you know. So it legit saved your life. Oh, yeah, legitimately, life. Yeah. I'd have been, I'd have been on a, I'd have been in a bad spot. Yeah. Without him, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you you came to this side. And, <laughs> Me uh, too. <laughs> and because that would have been a whole different podcast. That would, yeah, that would have been a totally different yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, first off, we definitely want to uh, we definitely want to take a shout out to um, uh, uh, the frontline team, right, Vince? The frontline our team, our boys. The frontline team uh, supporting the podcast. You know Tom Kelly, right? I do. He's a frontline team guy. Yes, he is. He's out there. Uh, you guys have a guy who uh, for your uh, mortgages and home loans and what have you. Uh, the frontline team six three zero five three four two nine hundred. You guys have a guy now, frontline yeah. team. He, uh, yeah, he did a mortgage for my niece and stuff. Did you? You yeah. had a you had a frontline team uh, yeah. action, didn't you, Steve? Uh, they, you know, I um, good friends with Josh Hill and Joey Matthews from Local Seven One Seven. Joey Matthews has moved on to bigger and better things, but Josh was my guy, and man, did he take care of me? I didn't even have to leave my house <laughs> to refinance. Yeah, and and he same thing with my niece. Same thing. He knocked it out of the park, and the woman showed up to my house and knocked on the door, and she goes, "Sign these," and I'm like, "That's it." She's like, "Yeah, that's it." Boom, refinance. <laughs> Saved me a ton of money. It was unbelievable. So, really, truly, if you're a first responder, even if you're not, the frontline team from the Federal Savings Bank, Instagram, Facebook, the frontline team, jo- yes. Josh Hill. Uh, Tom Kelly, Tom Joey Kelly. Matthews. I, I mean, they they're all uh, yeah, Billy, uh, first same responders thing. and yeah. veterans. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom Kelly, uh, 116, was great to my niece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom, and done. They're all first responders. Saved and, a ton of money. Yeah, and listen, they're, they're not going to fuck you. No. Because then they're going to have to hear about it from every firehouse. <laughs> oh, God. They don't want to hear that. Right. Listen, from, I... from Lake Forest <laughs> all the way to the south suburbs. Yeah, they will never hear the end yeah, of it. Yeah. No, like, honestly, the, these guys are awesome. Work for Chase. They don't work for this bank. Like, yeah. they, they're shopping around. They're finding the best rate, the best um, the best term, everything that they can, the perfect loan for you to find. Yep. They're shopping around, which is awesome. They're, they're not buying today. Dude, Josh even shopped around for a product for me that he doesn't even provide that's how stand-up of a guy is he's like that's listen 
I can't do this for you, but this is your best shot at what you're trying to do here. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's that dick thing, right? <laughs> that, that thing that puller, like it's metal on both sides, I think, and it pulls it. This is very intimate details that yes. I don't want to share. I'm sorry, guys. Between well, Josh and I. Vince will cut this. He doesn't know how recording I this. am definitely so, not wh- cutting this. <laughs> that was the Frontline team. 630-534-2900. Give these guys a call. They're great guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I lost track. So that so the training seconds came about because I teach with Mike Champo a lot. So and and another guy that I you know that's who I'm I work with now at FDIC. We're doing truck essentials and stuff. And um, so I was we were in Ohio joking around. I'm like, how come? Why don't they ever call me to do a training minutes, man? Why are you always doing training <laughs> minutes? I can't do it. I said, you know what? I'm gonna start my own. I'm gonna do a training second. Hell so I did. Yeah. So I did. So we were on a, in Toledo. We we're on a acquired structure, cutting a flat roof, and I had this. I told this guy, I was like, "Hey, man, just just crank the saw up, just let it run, and I'm gonna act like I'm talking." So I was like, "Hey, okay, <laughs> we're gonna go over flat roof operations. Go ahead, chief." And I'm like, I'm acting like I'm talking. I guess not that I'm nothing. I'm just. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually mouthing the words to Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> And so he shuts us off. I was like, okay, that's training seconds. And so, you know, we're just just amongst that group, the guys that are, you know, blowing it up. Um, we just joked about it and stuff. I'm like, so the next year we're at Toledo again. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to film a bunch of them. So we just filmed, like, the first, like, ten of them. We're, like, rapid fire. Like, we just walked around this house just filming all of them. And I was like, while I'm out at this site, I just started this the Facebook page and, you know, just started getting followers. Where, where, where can people give us the page so that uh, people who are listening? Yeah, training happy. seconds, just training seconds, uh, training seconds, hashtag training seconds. You can, uh, we're on uh, Facebook. Um, Instagram. Instagram for sure. We're on TikTok. Hell yeah. We're on uh, YouTube. Vince loves TikTok. Subscribe on YouTube, please. YouTube um, is yeah. it training seconds? On yeah, YouTube? training seconds. Yeah, YouTube. Okay. Everybody check that out. I don't really even know. I should know. I think, but I don't nah, know. we'll figure it out for we'll, you. Yeah. We'll find. We'll post it for yeah. you. Yeah. Steve's really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just training seconds. It's, a, uh, yeah, it's groundbreaking. Any last words to somebody new who's listening? Has somebody who's been mentoring and being an instructor and really passing on some knowledge? Biggest biggest piece of advice you can give a new guy? Just. Uh, just find something that really drives you, you know, find your passion and just, you know, live that. It may not be what everybody else's passion is, but, you know, just show up and do a good job. You don't, you don't have to be, you don't have to be the Mike Champo, you know, you don't have to be that guy. You don't have to write the back page. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, mentor a lot of people. Just come up, show up and do a good job. Doing a good job goes Miles. Yeah. Well, I, on behalf of me and Steve, thank you for being here. Thanks for taking a long-ass drive. Yeah. And, Thanks uh, for having me. I th- enjoyed it. And I think there, from everything that I've received about you prior to you coming here, I think that when people turn to that back page of that magazine and see your mm-hmm. name, I think they feel like they're in good hands. <laughs> so thanks, thanks a lot for being here. Well, I can, no. I, I can say that this is not going to be the last appearance. Oh, it better not be. By Smith. <laughs> it better not <laughs> be. Chicago's Rarest Stories. And I promise all of you guys listening to this podcast, after we turn off the recording here, we're going to try to unleash Bad Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
not gonna happen, man. Oh, I can't. Oh. Uh, with that being said, <laughs> do it, Steve. With that being said, we appreciate everybody listening out there. Uh, we apologize for the long breaks that we've had. Uh, we had some things going on in our personal lives and uh, some new projects that Vince has got us attached to. <laughs> But it's all on do fun. Uh, don't forget to visit our website, www.chicagosbravos.com, www.chicagosbravosstories.com. Check out our sponsors. Uh, give them a shout-out on social media. Go buy their beer and everything else uh, that, they're, that they're doing out there. Um, <clears throat> check us out on social media. Uh, we're going to have some pictures and some posts of Ron on there. And, uh, yeah. We got new merch. We got those new shirts. We got some new merch. We got new shirts. Those will be coming up on the website soon. Uh, don't forget that the merchandise that we sell, 100% of the merchandise profits go towards the production of this podcast. And, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. That's Chicago's Braver Stories. Thanks, Rob. The opinions and views are that of Chicago's Bravest Stories and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.